It's the Lockdown Flyers podcast for Tuesday, September 19th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is talking next steps for all our Flyers rookies. Be interesting to do that. We'll get into it all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. As a show, we're on Instagram and Threads and Blue Sky at Locked On Flyers as well. You can subscribe or follow us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Russ, the guys got back into it yesterday at rookie camp after the rookie series from over the weekend. We heard from Brent Blair, um, which was kind of the first major check-in we've had with him uh, in a little bit. And... You know, he seemed to think that there's nothing to worry about with Tyson Forrester and Elliot Denoye and Bobby Brink, you know, recognizing that they didn't maybe play as well. But uh, he seems to think it's a matter of just them, like, getting their sea legs back. Well, I mean, I'll use that for Forrester because I saw um, certain things out of him in camp and Denoye, but I, I didn't see enough out of Brink in camp. I, I really didn't, and and I still haven't seen enough out of Brink, and I didn't see enough out of, about Brink out of Brink in the AHL last year. So you know we can keep saying that, but he's got to produce, and the other guys have to produce too. Like I get it, Brent's going to say what he's going to say, uh, and that's fine. But I'm I'm here to tell you that if you know, let's just say for argument's sake, um, neither makes the team, they go down to Lehigh and they're not ripping it up. Then if you're in Brent's job, you're worried about it. So that's, you know, that's, you know, that's what you don't want to happen. Yeah. Um, I thought there was a couple interesting tidbits in other things that he had to say. John Tortorella watched the second game on TV and wasn't there in person. Um, Emil Andre had an immigration or passport issue, which is why yeah. he sat for that first game uh, to deal with the jet lag issue. Didn't want to put him out there right away, which I think is fair in this rookie camp situation, right? Yeah, no, no, that's totally fair. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought in talking about Zaid Wisdom, um, again, he was equally as impressed with him as we've been in terms of you know his turnaround from last season to his preparedness coming into rookie camp. Brent Flair talked a lot about how much he's worked with Chris Stewart over the summer. Um, and I think that's been a, a really important mentorship for, for Zade Wisdom. I think that's fine. I just don't want to see the Flyers have Zade Wisdom go down the role of all of a sudden becoming an enforcer because that's what mm -hmm. they need. Because yeah. I believe he's more than that. And he does have some offense in his game. And it just seems like he could be led down that path. And I don't want to see him led down that path because I, I just, you know, again, I think there should be fewer of them in the NHL anyhow. And so, that's the only thing I'm worried about with, with Zaid Wisdom. Yeah, same. I think there's, there is more to his game than that. And we, we saw it in the rookie series. Yeah. Um, 
just as much as we saw it, maybe not last season, but the season before, um, and we saw it in his junior days, that he yes. can be an effective player. And I don't want to pigeonhole him in that enforcer or that just only known for playing physical role. I mean, I understand that he's not going to be a top six guy in the sure. NHL, but at the same time, there's room for skilled guys like that in the bottom six. And I would, I would hate to see him being used like less than his ceiling. Right. And that's the whole thing. I don't think he'll ever meet his ceiling. If they all of a sudden start saying, listen, become as physical as you want to be, because that's what we need you to be. And so I, I hope that that is not the case, but you know, based on the comments, it certainly seems like, seems like they're leading them down that physical path. I mean, he, he certainly can play that game. Don't get me wrong, but I do think there's more than that. The other little interesting tidbit I thought was on Matt Vay Mitchkoff that um, they've been using a translator app to stay in touch, which technology is wild, uh, but that also Igor Zamula talks to him frequently and they communicate through his agent. But uh, Brent Flair was kind of um, reiterating that Mitchkoff was frustrated, not playing, that they're glad he's going to get the ice time in Sochi because really for development, the ice time, no matter where it is, is important. Right. The only thing I could say is I've been getting a lot of um, information to from a source. And I did say a little bit on off the post. So I'll say it here. And that is, I don't know if his whole situation is settled yet in, in Russia. And that's all I'll say. So just keep an eye on it, you know, because yeah. again, he's on loan. And so, right. you know, that's, you don't know how that's going to go. He, he may be on loan the whole year. He might not be. We don't know. We don't know how that's all going to go yet. So, and so far it hasn't gone great. It's not his fault, um, but it hasn't gone great. Like it's just, that's where it is so far. Yeah. We will definitely have to keep track of that. Um, I think that, you know, going into sort of the tail end of rookie camp and then moving more into training camp, there's kind of different assignments for the different guys that were, part of rookie camp, you know, in terms of who rolls over into training camp, um, who's going to get sent back to junior, who we kind of know what's going on with, but they all kind of have their uh, assignments moving forward. So we want to talk right. about, about some of that. And we've already talked a little bit about Tyson Forrester and Elliot Denoye, but like, what's your, you know, high priority homework assignment for those two battling for a flyer's spot? Well, for Forrester, it's definitely you when you you're not going to get, um, you know, especially if he goes to the NHL, he's not going to get a ton of shot opportunities. So you do need to worry about your accuracy a little bit. You've got to get it on net. Uh, I think his skating is fine. I'm not worried about his skating. I know there has been talk of it. That was like to me, that was like a year and a half ago. To me, it's not now the issue. He's got the body. He does make some plays. He's rounded out his game. Now he's got to get his shot on net so he could score. That's really his his homework assignment. Yeah, I think for me, it's, it's getting some heads up play and just being focused because I think that part of what's going on with his accuracy a little bit is that he is too like hyper-focused on um, making that prior play. And so he isn't ready to take the shot mm -hmm. that he mm -hmm. needs to. And so he needs to get to the point where he's more comfortable with what leads up to the shot so right. that it just comes more naturally to him. And the accuracy should come from there, given his history. Yeah, I, I expect it to come. Yeah. And I think with Denoye, 
um, I think it's really kind of rounding out his game a, a little bit more that um, he he really needs to like use his bread and butter a little bit better um, and figure out a way to work on the things that he needs to work on without it being to the detriment of the rest of his game. Yeah, I still don't know if he knows what he is or is going to be. Like, he's not going to be that guy in the queue that was scoring a lot. There's just the opportunity is just not going to be there for him, especially early on with the Flyers. So when he came up last year and, and Torts liked him, he liked him because he was hitting guys. He was playing pretty good defense, skating well, and getting some offensive chances, you know, making some plays. But the offense is not primary here. And that's I think he's got to get figure that out. Yeah, he's got to have more of a two-way game going um, to really be effective and to get to his ceiling in the at the yeah. NHL level, I think. Um, so that's going to be a huge part of it and what he should be focused on, you know, over the next week or so leading into training camp. Um, I think it, as far as other guys that are going to be battling for a flyer spot, realistic or not, they will be battling right. for the flyer spot. I think, you know, Emil Andre is on a lot of people's lists. Uh, where do you see him and, and what's his homework assignment? I mean, his homework assignment is just really get to know these teammates and play feisty and carry the puck well. I mean, again, he's not going to get the offensive chances that he should, barring injury, if he were to make the Flyers. So he's got to understand that those other parts of his game are going to have to stand out. Like, it, it's a it's a, it's a, a large task for him. I, I just think it's too big a task right now, and I don't think it's worthwhile. I just don't think it's even worthwhile. But that's what I would tell him to do to try and make the team. Yeah, I think so too. I think that it's just going to be this adjustment period. And it was good that he had a little bit at the tail end of last season, but there's so much more time to go. And so doing whatever he needs to do to adjust to the ice surface size difference, to adjust to, you know, working with different defensemen that, yeah. with different styles, I think that's going to be a big part of it. And that'll settle in in Lehigh Valley, in my opinion. Yeah. And but, he'll get on um, the power play in Lehigh, whereas he might not yeah. if he were up with the Flyers. Yeah, I just want him to stay at the level where he's getting significant ice time in these preseason games just right. to get as much time with NHL-level hockey as possible so yep. that we all kind of know where he stands. I think that's the assignment for me is just earn as much ice time as you can get in the preseason. Yeah, like a guy like Mark Stahl, play him in one preseason game. You don't really need to play him any more than that. Play the rest of the guys. All right, well, there's more guys to talk about who are battling for a Flyers spot and guys that are going to be heading back to junior teams. We are going to talk about them in their various categories coming up. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off your NFL's kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. On the Wednesday show, we're going to preview training camp and look at the vets coming in. Plus, we'll answer your mailbag questions, so get them in. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. Send us a DM on the app, formerly known as Twitter, or you can comment over on YouTube. All right, Russ, so continuing along, I think, you know, before 
we saw the rookie series games, Helge Granz to me would have been somebody who I think would have been more likely to end up in Lehigh Valley, mm-hmm. but he may be earning himself a, some more ice time in this preseason. And I think, you know, if he can play a really defensively responsible game and block a lot of shots, he may in the preseason, he may have a, a better chance at making the flyer squad. Yeah. I think there's a, a chance for him. I mean, he always look, he got a lot of chances with the Kings and I really liked him pre-draft. I ranked him pretty high right around where he was picked. And there's still some of that there. He's another guy that offensively needed to get shots on net, but he's still six foot four all day long. He's got a long reach. He's a good skater. At the end of the day, there's going to be moments where if he looks good in preseason, it's not like the Flyers blue line is is the best blue line in the league. And, you know, again, I don't want to say somebody could be replaced like a Nick Sealer, but somebody could be replaced like a Nick Sealer if, if someone like Helgi Grans came in and and really, you know, started playing to his potential. So I think there's a chance. Sure. We have a couple of guys who are still going to be battling for that spot in in how they uh, perform in camp, but likely to end up in Lehigh Valley. Still got to give them homework assignments, though. And we talked about Bobby Brink already a little bit in that he just needs to um, work work a lot harder. I mean, it just feels like the energy and the real like attention to detail in his game just hasn't quite been there yet. I need to see more battle. I need to see him going back to the dirty areas. He's gotten a little more muscular, so maybe he can handle it. Uh, we got to find that out. I need to see more sustained offensive pressure or even puck possession in the offensive zone. Sometimes it's too quick. Sometimes there's that one chance he either gets a shot on net or somebody, or he gives someone a chance, and then all of a sudden he's out of the picture. It's got to be right. more than that. Yeah. Another guy uh, in a real interesting situation to me is Adam Ginning, because if you look at him. Wait, is it Ginning or Yinning? We're all going crazy with this in, in camp. I, all well, the writers were talking about it. Ginning. That's what it's actually Ginning. None of us are getting it right. But, I just want to say we are all getting it wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, if he makes the flyers, we'll have to get it right all the time. So uh, hopefully he can put himself in that position. And I think he and Grons are in a similar boat because they're both defensively minded in their game. Jenning can um, step up, I think, a lot more with some, um, you know, especially like on the power play and just in zone entries and, and stuff like that. But I think in terms of them being borderline, um, Jenning is probably the odd man out here. Yeah, I would think so. He's more like a future Risto kind of role, but not really with that offense that everybody thought Risto had or even still hopes he has that really hasn't had. But defensively, strong, smart, physical. It's just they have all that. And that's why it's going to be very hard for him to make the team. And yeah, I, think I, think, I think he's going to have to do like 100% of Torts' ask in camp. Um, right. and do it extremely well for him to leapfrog anybody else. So I would definitely look for him to be uh, a little bit more defensive minded than maybe he would normally be block some shots, just like with Granz. I think the two of them are going to kind of be in, in yeah. a similar boat. Like I said, yeah, I agree. So there are some of the guys from rookie camp that are pretty likely uh, not a hundred percent, but likely going back to their junior teams. And 
the, of course, uh, number one on that list is Carson Bjarnason, the goaltender. Um, I think, you know, he played, like we said on yesterday's show, pretty solidly, not spectacularly, but I think he's gained so much experience um, in this camp um, and in development camp overall. And so I'm just really looking for him to take that back to junior and, um, you know, just get quality game time in and really work on his positioning and work on dealing with more speed, like figuring out a way that he can experience shots at a higher speed, the skating at a higher speed and um, get some, you know, off ice assistance with that. Yeah. I mean, maybe in some tournaments that'll happen for him. Um, but otherwise, yeah, he's going back. One guy that I wonder about is Carter Southern. I think, you know, he's just a, a dark horse candidate to go somewhere with, with the Flyers, given, you know, where he was drafted and everything. But um, I, I think, again, he didn't really stand out to me, per se, but he didn't look bad to me either. So I think just make himself a little bit more known and go back to junior and be a huge standout on his team. Yeah, and I think that's what what he has to do. I, you know, I saw a few moments, but he was also an extra player, so it's like it, it's hard when, under those circumstances. So I don't, I don't put hold it against him. Yeah, I don't either. Denver Barkey, on the other hand, has to be a superstar in London. Uh, going back, I think that he uh, showed himself really well in rookie camp, and I think it'll be good to get him into a couple of these preseason games before sending him back, yeah. just to see what he looks like against some some bigger competition. Again, given his size, um, I think it's going to be important for him to understand what the physicality is going to be in the NHL, so he can you know work this season to prepare for that. Yeah, I think he'll get the one game and then, you know, preseason, then they'll send him back. And he needs to be more than a point of game player. That's that's what we need yep. to see out of him. Yep, I think so, too. Um, Alexis Gendron, Mateo Mann, and Alex Siernik are kind of round out the list of guys that I think will definitely go back. Um, you know, I think Gendron is in a similar boat to Barky in terms of having to go back and just be dominant. Um, I think that it is really important just so that you can kind of see what the progression is. Like he has to take that next step forward in order to come back next year and have a, a strong chance of, of battling for a spot. Yeah. I mean, because he's in the queue, he already had a boatload of points. So he's going to need to be like the best player in the league or one of the top three or something like that. But you know, you saw in these games, there was like one good chance, maybe, you know, a couple plays, but um, being in the queue, I don't think is helping him. It's not his fault, but it's just not a great league. Yeah. I, I think that there's got to be a way to like help support him in a way that um, goes kind of beyond what he's doing, but figuring out like little things about his game that he can work on that will help him in the NHL. Um if he can't focus on being the top scorer in the league. No, but that's where they're yeah. going to want him to be on his team. Like that's, they're going to want yeah. him to score. They're not going to ask him to play a lot of defense. Like it's just, that's what's going to happen. A uh, real tough spot for him to be in. I think, you know, for Mateo, man, obviously he was hurt. Yeah. But this year is um, this camp was kind of just a pure learning experience 
for him. And he's got to go back and see, you know, what he can do in the queue as well. Like it's going to be tough for him. But with the goal scoring being the way it is in that league, it's going to be hard for him to be a standout defenseman. Yes, but you can be a high point defenseman. So let's see if he can do that. Um, and, you know, also like J.R. Avon, he's got to prove he's healthy at some point. Right. So that is going to be a huge deal. Um, you know, we had some other guys that were camp invitees and then there are some borderline guys and we got to talk about all of them coming up next. All right, Russ. So we have some guys that are kind of living in no man's land here in terms of what's going to happen with them. And I think that the biggest name on that list is Samu Duomala, right? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm just going to say it like this. I can't tell you he's a lock to even make the Phantoms. I mean, if he doesn't show a certain amount, he might have to go to the ECHL. He just hasn't played enough games. He just hasn't played at a high enough level. And we're still not quite seeing it out of him yet. We see these things that you could put together. Like he's got a great shot, but like, can he get it in the game? I saw one good scoring chance, maybe two in the two good games, in the two games. He's not scoring. Sure, he's fast, but, you know, he's going to have to make more of an impression. It's just, again, I get it. The Flyers may make him a phantom just because of where they drafted him. But I'm telling you, if he was on my team, he might go down to the ECHL. That is going to be a tough call. Um, and, you know, I hesitate to bring him up, but um, I know you like talking about him. Mason Millman is in no man's land. I think still, uh, I don't know that he did enough in rookie camp to make it clear that he's definitely going to be on Lehigh Valley this upcoming season. Yeah, I think it's still up in the air. I did like what I saw at a camp. Uh, you know, I, I do think his passing's good and his skating's good. And I do think a lot of the things are there. Um, but they happen to have a lot of defensemen now and they brought in uh, more defensemen that could get, you know, like we said, could not make the flyers and go down to Lehigh. It could be a numbers game for him, which really would stink. I would feel bad for him, but it's shaping up to possibly be that. want to talk about Wills Molek as well, because I feel like he's in a similar boat as Mason Millman in that there, there is not clear where he stands in this organization. To me, I think um, that we don't know enough about him. I don't think he stood out in any way. Actually, I saw some bad play out of him, him, to be honest. Yeah. So the fact that they signed him as a, as a free agent, um, I just don't know where he fits in Lehigh Valley, let alone, you know, battling for an NHL job. Yeah. And that's where, if it came down for me, I would have Millman over Zamolik because I just saw more out of him, and I like the mobility better. But Zamolik is a physical guy, and we know how this organization is with physical guys, and so he probably has the edge because of that, and he has experience. He's older. Absolutely. Um, as far as the camp invitees go, um, three of them already have contracts at the AHL level in Lehigh Valley. Uh, Nolan Mayer, goaltender, Jacob Goucher, Brendan Furry. So they will all be playing with the Phantoms. And they all look um, good to a point. I think they were decent. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so too. I think all of them looked pretty solid and should have a significant role on the Phantoms um, this upcoming season. And so it'll just be this this assignment for them is to have a great season with Lehigh Valley and maybe mm-hmm. earn yourself a two-way deal. Yeah, no, and, no doubt about it. No doubt. And that's what's going. Um, Matt Brown and, and Jonathan Falchon, um do not have contracts. They were I still invitees. would sign Matt Brown. I would sign Yeah, him. I think it'll be interesting. Uh, Matt Brown, I think, certainly earned himself a little Yeah, more energy when a lot of guys didn't in both of those games. Yeah, and it, uh, Brent Flair was like, uh, hold your horses here, you know, and, and he was asked specifically about, you know, will he get a contract? Um, I think that you know, there's hope that he'll earn a contract with Lehigh Valley. Uh, Flair said, you know, an ELC is not on his radar right no, now. No, no, and that's fair. It's just Lehigh we're talking. But honestly, yeah. if you get a guy that comes in and he outworks your guys, mm-hmm. I don't know if you should say say it in those terms because I think he, at least for me, showed me something. He showed me that he had this hunger and expediency that some of the, you know, prospects that had been drafted didn't. And I think there's a plus to that. And it seems like it's almost getting tamped down rather than saying, wow, this guy's really like opening some eyes here. Cause he should yeah, be. Although Lappy was very effusive yes. about him. So well, he I used think... him. I mean, he moved him up in the line. So there's no yeah. question he has, but I'm saying Brent has more, um, more authority in this situation. And he didn't really, like I said, he kind of tamped it down. Yeah, I certainly hope they lock him down with that AHL contract as soon yes. as possible because I would hate to lose the opportunity for a guy like him and to maybe move up and earn a contra- a two-way contract moving forward. But I would love right. to have him on Lehigh Valley. Yeah, I, I you know, I know what he was like in college. Uh I spoke to people that watched him every night and I saw him for myself again in, you know, in camp and every and all through this, and I like what I've seen. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, one final conversation here about someone we talked about earlier in the show, but more about what Brent Flair had to say, and that is Zade Wisdom. And I think, you know, given that he is the guy that stood out the most at rookie camp and in those, uh, the rookie series games in particular, clearly I think he's earned a lot of the respect back that maybe he had lost last year maybe respect is the wrong word but yeah i get i get it though just you know thinking you know better things about his overall game but we also Mm -hmm. we also talked about his misusage too and that's not happening now so that's good uh i think he's deserved at least a couple of preseason games just so he could you know start to feel it because i do think there are things in his game that john tortorella will certainly like and but i do think he's he's earned that and you you got to show that you got to give him a little bit you know, to work towards. Yeah. And I think that that's really the homework assignment here for him, right? Is yeah. to continue to do what he's been doing, um, but just step it up a little bit in some potential preseason action. And, you know, regardless of people talking about, you know, him wanting to play a physical game, make sure they understand what his skill set is as right. well and, and be able to show some of that in game situations. Um, uh, but make himself known, make it, make his presence known in practice, in mm-hmm. every drill, in every shift, make sure that you're the guy that everybody's looking at out on the ice when it, when it's your shift. And I think that's 
what Zade Wisdom needs to do, and then he can earn a top spot in Lehigh Valley, and who knows what happens from there. I agree. All right. There's a lot of uh, stuff going on with the Flyers and hockey right now. We'll continue to cover that as we transition from rookie camp into training camp, which starts up, and we will be previewing that on tomorrow's show so look forward to that in the meantime we also want those mailbag questions so like i said you can tweet us at locked on flyers email us at locked on flyers at gmail or comment over on youtube with those questions about these rookies and about the vets heading into training camp i am rachel i'm on the app formerly known as twitter at our miriam that's our m-i-r-i-a-m i'm russ i'm at sportsology s-p-o-r-t-s-o-l-o-g-y Have a great day, everyone.